On today's episode of the Hit Men Podcast, Mo and I sit down to talk about the Western Conference and Eastern Conference Finals in the NBA playoffs. We also talk about the stoppage for the WNBA semifinals and the Maya Moore situation. Getting off into week two of the NFL, we run down the scores and we take a trip to Club Dub and the Bears getting a win over the Giants. We also talk about Tyrod Taylor. We pay our respects to the late great Gail Sayers. Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, signing on with Jackson State, and much more. Finishing it off, we have a special guest come in for the sneaker rundown, the game show, and shout-outs. Episode 20 with the most valuable podcast. Let's get into it. Time y'all hit an MVP champ 20 weeks straight. Y'all know what's the deal. It's the most valuable 20. podcast in the world. The Hit Me In Podcast. Yes, sir. Ooh. The kid Chris checking oh. in. The president of podcast that Mo Biden. What's the deal, bro? How you feeling? <laughs> I'm good, man. We made it. We made it to 20, and my voice made it with yeah, me. Yeah, 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 man. You was, was having was, some trouble. It was close. Man, I was sounding like Doc Rivers in his prime, dog. Doc <laughs> Rivers in the game seven. Doc Rivers in the game seven. That's what I was sounding like. Yeah, bro, you sound like Jimmy no Whispers on Saturday when I hollered at you. Yeah, man, had to go ahead, uh, rest the voice, got some tea, you know, ginger lemon, and didn't do too much. So we here now, though. You know, we rest and we recover, and we, you know, it's game seven. You know, we gonna show up. Yes, sir. You already know when it's down in the clutch, we gonna bring it to y'all big time. Let's not waste no time this week, bro. You already know what's the deal. You know how we get you into it each know. and every week. The come Chicago on, kids, we only come in one way when it comes to the timeline for what's the deal, what's going on. Bams. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Man. Yes, sir. Let's kick it off, man. Huh. <laughs> Before we get into the NBA conference finals, we weren't on air. When you know something happened mm. last week, uh, everybody's favorite, everybody you know who who wasn't me probably. Let me just favorite. let me get your intro in together. Hold on. Go ahead, bring it on <laughs> in, dog. We have to we have to say bye to our fellow friends. Uh, you know the dogs of the NBA, like, the dogs of the defense, the, the self proclaimed best team that we ever seen on paper. The best defensive duo since Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. You know, we have to say goodbye to the LA Clippers, man. They went down in seven. Peace out, Boy Scout. To the Denver Nuggets. Not only did they lose in seven, 
it was the fashion in which they lost. They got walked down from a 3-1 lead. And in each of the games, had a double-digit lead in the third quarter, including in games five and six, having a 16-point lead. Um, Paul George, horrendous in the clutch. Kawhi not showing up in game six and game sevens in the fourth quarter when his team really needed it. And, you know, we made him the best player in the league. Uh, Montrez, sixth man of the year, really not showing up. Doc Rivers, defensive, you know, breakdowns. I don't know what he was telling his team defensively, but they. NBA coach of the year. They seem to not get it together, man. And so, uh, shout out to the Denver Nuggets. They walked them down and show that, you know, um, it's not over until it's over. So shout out to Denver Nuggets. Uh, and now the L.A. Clippers, I don't know where they go from here. You know, Paul George is saying that this year wasn't championship or bust. Way off peak. They're coming, up, they're coming out now saying they didn't have enough chemistry throughout the whole year. They just weren't on the same page. These were things I wasn't hearing when it was looking at the wrist, talking about his name time, you know, um, when they first got to the bubble. Uh, they said no excuses, and now they're making them. Uh, we'll see what happens, you know. I personally believe that a lot of these guys won't be around next year just because of the fact that they've given away, they mortgaged their whole future on Paul George. It didn't work out this year, but for him to say it's not championship or bust when they mortgaged your whole future for you, it makes no sense to me. So um, don't be surprised if you hear him in trade rumors. Don't be surprised at all. And I wouldn't be surprised if they if they really look into, you know, acquiring some pieces for him. But I do think that in all in all, they do come back. They try to give it one more shot. Uh, also, Kawhi and Paul George are free agents, unrestricted free agents after next year. So if they don't get it done, it's a possibility that they can both walk away. Yo, Congrats check it out, man. Us. Steve Ballmer got to make some changes, dog. You supposed to be getting a new arena pretty soon. You feel me? And yeah, this is how y'all go out like that with a whisper? Y'all supposed to be in the, de- yeah, the defensive like juggernauts of the NBA. We supposed to, they supposed to be in the boogeyman of the NBA. You feel me? And they strapped for cash with them, time time con- with them big time contracts. Pat Beverly, we already talked about him. I love Bev, but a lot of them games, he was doing two points and nothing else on the stat line. So, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of barking from the sideline in, in plain clothes, not in the jersey, not in the uniform. So, I don't know, man. Do a lot of barking on the court, too. But let this serve as a valuable lesson to people. Never bite off more than you can shoot. And never count your chickens don't before talk. they turn into wings don't, in the don't, playoffs. Please don't do it. Please don't do that either. I mean, goodness, you the way they were talking, I thought they were like back-to-back defending champs. So, you know, you got to respect the game and you got to respect your opponent. Uh, they didn't do both. They didn't respect the game. They didn't pay attention. Too many lapses. And they didn't respect the opponent in, in, the opponent in Denver, which they just saw come back from 3-1. They looked too far ahead to the Lakers. Uh, and when you look too far ahead, sometimes you get past them. <laughs> so... Uh, there it goes, man. Murder, she wrote. Yeah, so, yeah, with that being said, oh, also, 
Dame and CJ had Twitter on fire that night. I ain't gonna lie. I don't CJ know if you had his own talk show. God <laughs> damn. <laughs> they had it on fire buying Cancun tickets. You know, talking about damn, I didn't know y'all was going out like that. You know, but you know, it was all fun and fun. I, I, I appreciated that because if you if you're the Clippers and you're gonna talk a big game and go on the internet and talk about people, you gotta expect if you blow a 3-1 lead in the conference semifinals, that's gonna happen to you tenfold. So uh yeah, it was pretty funny, man. F- pretty funny, but we'll see what the, where the Clippers go from here. I, I really don't know. I think you just gotta run it back and hope for the best. Anywho, anywho, anywho. Shout out to our boy yeah, AB. A- Speaking of the Nuggets, they end up getting up off the mat last night, bro. The Nuggets took down yeah. the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. They handled their business, man. Handled their business. One yesterday, 106 114. They now, the series is now 2 1. LA is up. Uh, the Lakers, that is. Uh, Jamal Murray, big game. Okay, twenty-eight points. Yes. Uh, he, he was in and the point in the buckets that he, you know, that he scored with big time buckets. I mean, did you see the half spin step back three on Caruso? I was on the flight. And and I'm like, I, I had to keep from like losing it on the flight because I didn't want to disturb everybody. It was an overnight flight, but I was ready to jump out of my seat with the with the crazy buckets he was hitting clutch did you see the dunk though shit yeah that was yeah that was oh jamal murray he got bunnies now he'll dunk you he'll dunk you that's not even a secret you know he hit some big shots that 30 foot i mean 30 foot rainbow over anthony davis you gotta give him you just gotta give Denver respect what respect is due jeremy grant off the bench with had the um, game of his life but 26, yeah, 26 points. I don't know if he can continue doing that. No slight to Jeremy Grant, but that was what they needed. Exactly what they needed um, to win that game. Jokic, uh, Jokic being Jokic, I mean, hitting ridiculous fallaways with defense all over him. Um, being able to run the offense, that pick and roll with Jamal Murray and Jokic at the top of the key is, I mean, Lakers seem to not be able to stop that. Uh, let's get into that. I thought you, Lakers I thought you down. and Chuck was uh doing sweeps though. I thought y'all was on some. No, no, no. Yeah, right. No, no. Come on. Woo! Come on now. Come on. Rick Flair. <laughs> no, I'm gonna respect Denver. You can't, you can't say a team that came down from three one in consecutive series is gonna go out in four. Oh, okay. I think that they, I think they're tired a little bit, but what they have on their side is youth, and they have nothing to lose. They're literally playing with house money. People did not expect them to be here. So. They're playing loose and they're playing and having fun. Um, the Nuggets were up as much as 20 at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Oh. And playoff Rondo just he showed himself. Playoffs? You kidding me? He got four, playoffs? Got four, playoffs? four or five steals and led them on an 18-2 run within like five minutes. The game was a two-point game. Um, the Lakers did have their chance to steal another game. Um, we didn't talk about it, but game two was one of the best playoff games that we have seen. Um, probably all bubble with Anthony Davis draining a three to win at the buzzer. Um, a lot of Denver Nuggets fans could they they all agree with Jamal Murray and they'll say, "Hey, we're supposed to be up to one, not down to one." And I agree with them. I agree. What? Yesterday they played. Yeah, yesterday they played. Yesterday they played well. Yesterday they played well, and they played well enough in game two to steal that victory. But it's not 2-1. 
the good thing about it is that they have their confidence. I can't believe this I is the that, same person that I'm talking. This is my partner. Like, come on, is man. this really come you, on, Mo Biden, presidential candidate Mo <laughs> Biden? Hey man, when is you, you know you gotta be objective. Props to the Denver Nuggets. Let's talk about it since we since we really uh we really digging deep into the situation. So yeah, the Lakers, right? The the unbeatable, right. unstoppable. They supposed to steamroll all the way to the NBA championship. Let's talk about playoff mm-hmm. Rondo. Playoff Rondo, 30 minutes in mm-hmm. game three last night. Four for 10. Zero of three mm-hmm. from the three-point line. Only finished with nine mm-hmm. points. The accountant locked down mm-hmm. Caruso. 25 minutes. 0 for 4 from three. One for seven from the field. Two points overall. The twin, the, the mean man, uh, Markeith Morris. 11 minutes. One for two. Only shot he made was a three-pointer late in the game. Kuzma, 25 minutes, 11 points for the night. Outside of LeBron and Anthony Davis, who's your number three? Who's your number four? What are they going to do when the minutes need to count? Outside of a a buzzer beater from Anthony Davis in game two, which was an ice-cold shot, let me not take that away from him. But outside of that, everybody else lost confidence in the Nuggets except for the Nuggets. Uh, I would say this to your question is who's the third guy going to be for uh, the Lakers? I, a lot of people like they need a third guy, but the way this playoffs is going and the way that you see the play happening in the bubble um, right now, it is Rondo. It is Rondo. But I think that their victory is like, like a combination of people. If that makes sense. Mm. So, you know, you got AD and LeBron. They're going to combine to give you 60 every night. They get, that, 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 that's what you got to expect from them. They're going to give you at least 55 to, and you can stretch it out to 70 if they're both hot. Um, you can expect that. Now, the next step, that next big three, whatever person you want to put there, is a combination of Rondo, who's going to give you about nine points and seven assists, as he's been doing um, regular, pretty regularly. Um, and then it's going to be a combination of Kuz, who needs to play better. Uh, Caldwell Pope, Danny Green, they all just need to pitch in. Nobody needs to be, in my opinion, based on the talent that's that's left, needs to be a 20-point scorer for them to win. And they just need to all play well and thrive within their roles. Um, so all this big talk of they need another person, who's that third person, who's that third option, I don't think it's necessarily um, a specific person. It may be for that night. Kuz might be hot that night. Caruso may be on fire. Caldwell Pope may be on fire. But as long as they have Rondo there, I think Rondo's importance is more so being general, leading that second unit, making sure that they get quality shots and push the ball with so they'll be fine. Um, I think that because they've handled Dame and the Portland Trailblazers in five and they handle Houston in five, um, I'm, this is the first real test of a team that has players from one to nine that can come on the floor and, and be effective. This is going to be a first first time this is the first time that they've seen it and they did play well in game two i'm not saying they didn't play well in game two i will say lebron needs to be better towards the end of games i'm glad you said that my boy my boy i'm glad you said that because it's conference finals times we got we got we got to keep it a buck we play around but we keep it a buck he got to be better in 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 the fourth quarter situations and more 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 importantly more than anything just not turning over the ball silly turnovers bad turnovers Gotta you gotta be up. locked in. And when we're talking about let's 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 take it back to game two. When we talk about the shot Anthony Davis made. Mason Plumley two times in a row. The last time they played the Lakers, what mm-hmm. happened? Cools Cools 
squeaked out to the corner and hit a game-winning three. Who was on that assignment? Mason Plumlee. When Anthony Davis squeaks out to the elbow to make the ice cold game-winning shot, who was his assignment? Mm -hmm. That's right. You guessed it. Mason Plumlee. Yeah, he jumps down on LeBron, who we that know is not like that from three. He jumps down on him, even though he was already guarded. <laughs> he jumps down on him, loses Anthony Davis on the elbow. It's an easy inbound pass. Turn around, three, send the kids to bed. It is what it is. But in clutch time, let's talk about LeBron. He made some comments in the media talking about how he was pissed off. He didn't get any first ballot MVP votes, even though he's not the MVP of the team. We already know what happened in the regular season. But when it comes down to clutch buckets, LeBron in these playoffs, when the game is on the line within five points and in the last five minutes of the game, LeBron stacks 13 minutes, zero for six, including zero for two from three, zero mm -hmm. for two from, from the free throw line, Mm -hmm. And 0% and win percentage. So okay. who's the who's the real MVP of that team when it comes to this situation? Why are the Lakers why are the Lakers really thriving? I said this a few episodes ago. The Lakers are not where they at. They're not lit because of LeBron. They lit because of AD. So while we keep seeing these LeBron commercials and these LeBron teasers for game two and game three, and they going to him for all of the post-game interviews, he needs to defer. Instead of him saying, like, yo, I was pissed off about the MVP voting, how about giving the rub to the young star of the team? Yo, I really am pissed off at the fact that Anthony Davis got snubbed for Defensive Player of the Year. And on top of that, he didn't get as many MVP votes as he should have. Why is it constantly right. circ circulating and revolving around him? Like, he's the sun and stars of the NBA. Bro, you, you, you on your way you out. You know why? You, you know why? You know why? I don't. I don't. Why is it? Tell me, please. Are you, because he's... A three-time champion, a three-time Finals MVP, a six-time loser in the championships too. Don't that, don't leave that, that you out. Can say, you could say that too. And then if he goes to the Finals this year, you know that the last nine playoffs that he's been a part in, I'm talking about he didn't make because he didn't make the playoffs last year. Right. But I'm saying the last nine playoffs that he's been a part in, he's gonna make it to the Finals. You can't say that about anybody. Now I'm gonna tell you this. You gave me the clutch time numbers. Very good stat. I, I, I applaud it. But you're telling me that they played five games in the first round. They played five games in the second round. And now they played three games in this round. And out of all those games, those 13 games, they've only had 13 minutes of clutch time. You do the math. They get. You don't have to. You want to call clutch time the last five minutes of the game? Fine. But when you're handling your business in the first 40 minutes, there's no need for no clutch doubt, time. No doubt, no doubt. And 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 that's where and that's where and that's where LeBron James separates himself from everybody. His ability to lock in. You're talking about Anthony Davis and his ability to lead this team. It's without a doubt Anthony Davis is the most important, the most important piece to the Lakers winning the championship. He does everything. But also, LeBron does everything, too. LeBron is the most valuable piece to the Lakers because without him, this Ooh, does not man. happen. Answer, me this, answer this question. You take LeBron off the Lakers and you just leave AD by himself. Are they here? Are they here? I don't know. If if was They're a not. fifth, we'd no, be drunk. No, I'll answer that for you. I'll answer for you. Not, no. And so that's the reason why LeBron gets all the praise. LeBron, is he's he's proved himself. I said it on Twitter after AD hit that shot, or I told somebody, I said, he's stamped now. 
AD has a playoff moment. Come on, dog. LeBron has many of those in the playoff. He doesn't just shy away from that. If you wanted Orlando, hit the three in Orlando. They didn't win that series, but he hit a buzzer beater then. Think about in Chicago in the Eastern Conference Finals when he goes against Jimmy Butler, shoots to the corner just like AD did, grab the shot, hit, hit the three in the corner to tie that series. That changed that whole series around. There's so many multiple instances of LeBron hitting those same type of game winners, but when people do it for him, when he has a teammate actually step up and, and live up to the role, it's always the narrative of somebody saving him. I... I don't understand it. I don't get it. And I don't think it's meant for me to understand. So y'all keep running with that narrative, but y'all know what it is. YouTube, Chris. One, you know one time, one time for the people. Just one time. I'm Mo Biden and I approve this message. Let me hear. You heard it? No. <laughs> <laughs> So in case y'all know, in case y'all didn't know, we taping this. Uh, sorry for the wait. You know, we had a lot going on this past weekend. We wanted to be thorough with yes, sir. how we get down each and every week. Y'all know we can't call ourselves the MVPs of the podcast game unless we come with it. So we got a lot to get off to Absolutely. y'all, but we wanted to make sure we was coming right. So sorry Absolutely. for the delay, but it's going to be a hell of a show moving forward. So you still got the Lakers making the finals. Uh yeah, this this series, of course. Um, I think okay. So take play tomorrow. Um, if if I, I feel like the Lakers are going to win two games in a row, which whatever way it happens, if they win tomorrow, they close out in five. If Denver ends up tying that series tomorrow, the Lakers win the next two and win in six. So that's as far as I got it going. I feel like uh, I smell another game seven coming along. I I I, I don't Ooh. know what's going on in, in 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 the L.A. Lakers mindset. I don't know what what the deal is, but there's no reason that they should have lost that game last night. They kind of took their foot off the gas, and we've already seen when it comes to Utah or when it comes to the Clippers. You can't play games with the Nuggets because they just have something about their team that when they ready, when they ready to wake up and get off the canvas, they're going to hit you in the mouth and they don't stop. They have potent offense and now that Jeremy Grant has woken up, I think he's stepping into that number three slot for them, solidifying yeah. his place in Denver, finding a home in Denver. Um, I would watch out. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't play I wouldn't play games tomorrow night if I was LA. Um, yeah, uh, you gotta get, you gotta, you gotta show them who's who to the I, I need um, to see more but, game one as opposed to what I saw in game two and game three. I need to see the game one. Yeah, they, they, they've been dominated the last five quarters in this series. So um, the one thing that you that they've said, the Lakers have said, is that they don't like to lose back to back games. That's been something that they've been trying to keep going this whole year. So you can expect them to come out and set the tone. Uh, you, yeah, they'll they'll set the tone tomorrow. I just don't count Denver out, man. You got to give them so much respect and props. Uh, love that team, and I love the way they fight. Shout out to Mike Malone for coaching up their squad, too. We're, taking, we're taping this uh, Wednesday night. We got about 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes before Eastern Conference Finals Game 3 comes on. Uh, it's game, game, game four. Game four, my apologies, before game four Sound comes good. on between the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. A little unorthodox for them to have four days off. The last time they played was over the weekend. Uh, Boston right. ended up catching a victory against the Heat, who were looking dominant throughout the playoffs up until this point. Um, tonight, game four is going to show us a little bit more of what we should be expecting out of either team, who's going to come out and, and make it to the finals. 
Uh, I heard a lot of heat slander earlier over the weekend saying that they're a bunch of role players kind of overachieving. But I mm-hmm. already said, don't be surprised if the Heat make it all the way. Jimmy Butler has that team hitting on all cylinders. Man, Mo, who you think got game for tonight? And, and who you think is going to the finals? Who's going to meet uh, your Lakers? So I have tonight, I have Boston. I have Boston winning. I have Boston tying the series. Um, I actually have them probably winning again. How they won Game Three, one seventeen to one hundred six. Um, I do have them winning tonight, possibly around that eight to ten point margin. Um, I love Miami. I love this series as though. Like they're both evenly matched. Like we said, they're mirrors of each other, right? You got the two great coaches in Brad Stevens and Eric Spolster, that chess match there. And then you have these rosters and you can just keep naming them from the starting five to the bench. Um, they kind of mirror each other. Now, where Miami would have a little bit more of an advantage here is the bench play. Um, actually, that's what allowed them to win the first two games. My, uh, Miami took game one, 117 to 114, and they get, took game two, 106 to 101. If you watch those games, you saw there was a common thing. Boston got up early. When Boston yeah. were playing, was playing that game, they were up and they, and, they were, and they were pretty comfortable with the lead. Some 11, 12 point leads, playing pretty comfortable, playing pretty free. Um, and then you would see Miami as the benches started to come in and these role players start to get substituted in the game. You start to see that the momentum would shift. Uh, Miami hit them with a, a crazy third quarter in game two, you know, and was able to, you know, take over that game and come back and win, which caused a little rift in the Boston locker room, as they kind of reported with probably, I think, Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown. Brown yeah. Um, yeah, having a yelling match with each other. Um, I don't take too much into that. I think that that's just um, two competitors you know, wanting to win. And right after a game, emotions are hot. They're high. So um, those things happen. They, But I believe that my Boston has not put together a full game, a full 48 minutes of executing an effort. Um, they did that in game three. And I expect them to do the same in game four. Um, I have them winning in seven, man. I love Miami. Boston? I just think, yes, oh, I have Boston winning no. in seven. <laughs> yeah, man. I got Boston winning in seven. Hell, I got them winning. I got them winning in seven, man. I just think that the, their team is a little bit more, has a little bit more star power. Um, a little bit more, they're a little bit more talented. And if they tap into that, um, they should win this in seven. Now, I'm not saying, I'm saying it's in seven. So, of course, Miami can prove me wrong and I wouldn't feel no way about it. But I just believe that Tatum, I believe that Brown, I believe that mixture with Marcus Smart and Kimba, if he if he starts to wake up a little bit more, I just think that that's a lot. I think that's a lot for Miami. Matchups, 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 matchups. Styles make fights. I feel like Miami still has the advantage. Yeah. They're still fresher. They have the bodies. Um... I'm still sticking with Miami to win it in six, bro. I think that they're just locked in. Bam Adebayo is a force. And I don't think that the lord and savior of the Boston Celtics, Gordon Hayward, coming back is going to change that. Brad Stevens, in my opinion, is officially on the hot seat. He's been in Boston for seven years. And if they don't don't make something happen pretty soon, I wouldn't be surprised if they start looking elsewhere for, if not coaching staff, but changing the coach altogether. That's just my opinion, you feel me? But Yeah, I feel, I feel you, but Brad, I mean, let's not, you can't knock Brad Stevens. He took that young squad to a game seven in the Eastern Conference Finals two years ago 
when they went against LeBron, they were just too young. They just made too many young mistakes. Before that, remember, he had Isaiah Thomas and took Isaiah Thomas, then they went and they went down there too. They lost to Cleveland as well. Um, a lot, I mean, you could easily say if it wasn't for LeBron being in Cleveland, that Brad Stevens could be in about two NBA finals right now. Paging, and it would be with and it would be Blacks. with teams that possibly wouldn't have got there. Paging, Mark Jackson. You talking a lot about the situation where a team was on knocking on the door and then lo and behold, the next person to come in and kind of fill that head coach's shoes knocked the door down. A la Ty Lue, a la Steve Kerr. Still the same team, different philosophies, yeah, but, but yeah. But you, but you, but you also talking Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, <laughs> Kevin Durant, and then you also on the other side talking <laughs> Kevin Love, LeBron James, Kyrie Irving. I think those are two different things. Like those are already established superstars. Brad Stevens is taking young talent and he's coaching them up. It's kind of hard to get. I see where you could say that you could question. Eric Spolster did, but Eric Spolster also got his start with who? T-Wade, LeBron James, Chris Bosh. I mean, I, I, I'm not knocking them being great coaches, but I don't think that, I'm, I say all this to say that I don't think that Boston moving on from Brad Stevens right now is a smart thing to do. Because I don't think that Brad Stevens is the reason why they're not winning. I just believe that they have had a young roster and they had, they remember they had Kyrie Irving last year. The year before that, they had Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward. What happens on opening night? Gordon Hayward breaks his leg. You know, I just think that it's, it's a combination of bad luck. Um, players not wanting to be there. Remember Terry Rozier, they, they've switched out. They've swapped out a lot. And they're still, they're still here. They're ready to, a, a couple wins away, a few wins away from possibly going to the finals. So I don't think that that's the change, but I, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you for your sentiments. They got to win tonight, though. Ooh, they the are man, six. You are right about that. Let's talk. Let's take it to the lady side a little bit. We haven't really been showing the love like we need to. Uh, let's get into the yeah, WNBA yeah, for yeah. a second before we get off into the NFL. Start of the WNBA uh, Western Conference semifinals got postponed. Uh, game one was postponed. They've since... Uh, been underway, but it got postponed because, according to the Associated Press, uh, the opener of the WNBA playoff series was when the Seattle Storm and the Minnesota Lynx was postponed nearly 90 minutes before a scheduled tip-off on Sunday because of inconclusive COVID-19 test results for some of the Seattle right. Storm players. Uh, brought them a scare out there in, uh, in the Miami area. That's where their bubble is. Obviously, the NBA's is out in uh, Orlando. Um, just talk right. about that, man. Like, you and I have been traveling a little bit, uh, still mm -hmm. trying to stay safe, still trying to be weary. I, I mean, I, you, we talked before the show. You said you actually went and got another COVID test done uh, before we got on the air. So just talk a little bit right. about, like, how you feeling when it comes to that. That's a scare for the ladies who obviously had a 22-game season. So not as many games as the NBA or any of the other sports for that matter. So they got to make every game count. And when you have something like that, that's one of the right. first scares that we've seen in pro sports that would cause a potential stoppage in play when things have been going so well yeah and especially because they're in a bubble um you've seen it with other sports as far as like football and baseball where these guys have been contracted covid and it's kind of been in like the like five to seven people even some teams having double digit cases um but i do think that safety is first especially with the women in a bubble and how long that they have been there um they're almost at the end they're almost they're almost done 
So for them to have a scare and to continue playing and risking that, infecting people and having people miss games, especially probably um, important players, stars of that nature, you don't want that. You don't want that. So um, salute to them for putting safety first. Um, making sure that, hey, before we step out here and play, we need to make sure that everything's in order because that's what we have been doing um, before. And I'm just happy that, you know, they've taken the, the proper precautions to make sure that, you know, this thing doesn't spread and that they have it under control. Um, and they did get back to basketball the next day. They did. That's right. So. Tuesday, they actually did kick off uh, the Western Semi. Seattle took the first game against yeah, Minnesota. 86. Rihanna Stewart finished with 21 points and 10 rebounds. Sue Bird, the elder statesman, 11 points, 8 assists. Um, Jewel Lloyd also tapped in with 25 points, 4 for 5 from 3. Game mm-hmm. 2 is going to be tomorrow night um, on ESPN2. On the east side, uh, Las Vegas Aces with MVP. Uh, it's Asia. Asia Wilson. Asia Wilson. They took the first game over the Connecticut Sun, 83-75. to 75. Wilson I watched this game, too. Finished the game with 29 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, 13 for 19 from the floor. Uh, game 2 is also tomorrow night. You say you checked the game out. What would you think? Check, the, check this game out. Asia Wilson is a beast. Like, yeah, like there's nothing she really can't do on that floor. I don't want to call her, like, the female AD, but when she gets that ball on that block, she got so much in her game. It just looks easy, and she took over this game, really. She she was the, she was the driving force of um, the Las Vegas Aces, Aces to push away at the end of this game. Like you said, um, you know, the best MVP just got announced as MVP, so congratulations to her and to her accomplishments. But like you said, man, 13 for 19 from the field and 68%. And, you know, just doing everything on the, on the rebounding side, seven rebounds, three assists, a little bit of everything, even a steal in there, and seven block shots. So man. shout out to Adrian Wilson. Shout out to these teams in WNBA, and um, hopefully they can all stay safe and away from that uh, nasty COVID. Speaking of MVPs, before we move on to football, man, a weird story came out uh, about one of the former WNBA MVPs of the league. Maya Moore um, salutes to her for her efforts. She chose to forego Absolutely. Her, essentially throwing her basketball career to the side um, to bring social justice awareness to, to the public. But she caught a little bit of flack, and it's, in my opinion, it's unwarranted. So... Um, you want to speak a little bit about it first, or should I go ahead? Yeah, go ahead, bro. You got the you got the mic. So for those that don't know, Maya Moore, uh, again, she sat out the NBA, the WNBA season, to kind of focus on social justice awareness, and specifically, she took her efforts to uh, trying to help certain people get out of jail uh, for for petty crimes or for crimes that they kind of were over persecuted on. Um, no, I was saying so. So again, Maya Moore, WNBA star, uh, she was helping a young man by the name of Jonathan Irons. Uh, he was convicted of burglary and assault charges, but those charges were overturned back in March. Um, for those that have seen it on Instagram, you saw the video, uh, the the heart wrenching, the, the really emotional video of him being set free uh, after spending some time in jail. Um, but pictures came out comes to find out Maya Moore actually married this guy Jonathan Irons and she was catching some criticism as to like okay so the reason that her focus shifted to that 
was more personal than it was uh, for the betterment of the community. And my thing is, who gives a damn? Like, who? What difference does that make? Um, right. Salute to Maya for for doing her thing and for standing up for what's right and what she believes in. Uh, and then moreover, mm-hmm. salute to Maya for standing up for love. Like, you know, things happen. Yeah. You know, people people come into each other's lives in, in very strange circumstances, but. Uh, for what it's worth, I salute her for her efforts and for, for what she's doing. Uh, it's very, it's a very difficult decision for somebody to look millions in the face or look a six-figure salary in the face, look your dream in the face, and walk away from it for something that's bigger than yourself. So, for those people that were, for those people that were talking crazy about Maya, for those people that were uh, getting on her case about that, I got, I got a, a couple of fingers for you. <laughs> absolutely man I don't got too much to say on this Uh, salute to Maya Moore Um, I commend her for you know standing up for what's right and fighting for a cause I don't care you know what it may look like or you know what people may perceive of it the thing is she got an innocent man out of jail and we should be all applauding that Uh, what she does with her personal life He's a human being. He's a grown man. She's a grown woman. If they want to get married, let them get married. That's nothing. Else. I don't got nothing else to say on that, bro. Salute to yeah, Maya Moore for up. fighting for justice. Straight up and down. Absolutely. Just for context, Jonathan Irons was convicted of uh, wrongly convicted of charges of burglary and assault, and he spent almost 20 years in jail, bro. He pleaded not yeah. guilty That's and crazy. insisted that he was not on the scene at the time that these crimes had been committed. Maya Moore's family met with Irons through prison through a prison ministry back in 2007. She visited shortly before her freshman year at the University of Connecticut, where she became one of the most heralded basketball players of our generation, not just uh, in the NCAA. So, salute to them, man. Congratulations to them, man. All in the name of Absolutely. love, all in the name of social justice. You and I have feelings on what came down today with that with that verdict. I'm sure we share the sentiments with, with certain people across the country. But, um, you know, we're going to say that for another day. We just got to keep keep our heads up and keep pushing on, man. Absolutely, man. Couple of notes, man. Shout out to the God, to the GOAT, to the greatest basketball player of all time. I know we're getting the shout outs early, but shout out to Michael Jeffrey Jordan. And Jason here, The Last Dance, received an Emmy nod over the weekend for Best That's Documentary. Uh, so shout out to The Last Dance. We we covered it, you know, wall to wall at the beginning of the podcast when we first started yep. a couple episodes. So love to see it. It's on Netflix right now. It was on ESPN running for a little while. If you haven't seen it, go check it out, Goofy. <laughs> Absolutely. Great, great series. And that's how we got our start, really. So I'm glad to see that getting the, you know, the awards it deserves. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. With no further ado, we're going to get off into the NFL Week 2. How you doing in fantasy, Big Doc? I'm on 2 right now, man. I took a tough loss on Monday, man. It came down to the final, to the final quarter of the game. And my opponent had Josh Jacobs for the Raiders as his running back. And, you know, Josh Jacobs is doing works. So, oh, serious? Yeah, bro. I took an L, but but you know, 0-2, man, it's just a minor setback for a major comeback. Don't worry about me. I'm gonna be fine. I just got to get to the playoffs. You know? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> All we got to do is get in. Anything's possible at that point. Yeah, tell them why you play, coach. <laughs> you play to win the game. Yeah, man, I'm two Always. and zero, bro. The Cucamonga Cracker Killers is two and zero, and we going in with a winning streak. I'm undefeated in this decade, bro. 
I ain't never lost in this decade. How you feel about it? <laughs> Man, keep winning, bro. I'm going to send good vibes your way and hoping, hoping the vibrations come back to me this week. I need a, I need to win. This is a must-win week for me. I don't win this week. I'm going to be putting week my, three is a fire sale. Yeah, it is, bro. I, I got high expectations over here. I got championship expectations. We can't go 0-3. Come on, dog. You must got some money on the line. Let's let's get off into it, man. <laughs> let's get off into let's go. it. Let's go. Week two kicked off um, on Thursday night with the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, I didn't catch this game, but... I heard a lot of crazy talk about Joe Burrow being trigger happy. For those that don't know, uh, Joe Burrow threw for, uh, I believe, 60, 61 attempts over the week yeah. uh, in Thursday. The Browns Quite ended up winning the game nonetheless, 35 to 30. Again, like I said, Joe Burrow, 37 for 61 attempts, 316 yards, three touchdowns, but to no avail. I got OBJ on my fantasy team, so shout out to him for doing his thing, trying to come out of that situation. You know, he been in the media yeah. for for some real stinky reasons, for some real dirty reasons. They trying to dirty with my dog, but it's all good. Hopefully. Yeah, Browns play. The Browns play well. They play well on Thursday. Um, they did the thing. Uh, Baker looked okay. Sixteen um, for twenty three, two hundred nineteen yeah. yards, a, a yeah. couple touchdowns and a pick. Yeah. They look bad um he looked like he was on sync with his receivers he looked like a quarterback he looked he looked he didn't look you know overrated uh the offense was getting it together a little bit uh everything was coming together defense played well joe burrow made a valiant he tried to make a comeback at the end um was a little bit short but but yeah i mean it's the cincinnati Bengals. he's gonna he's gonna be throwing that ball they picked him number one for a reason he might as well uh I don't take anything that Cleveland did with a grain of salt, really. I I mean, I take it with a grain of salt because they did play the Bengals. I don't know if they really look good or is it just they look good against a bad team. So um, we'll see going forward how how that goes. The Green Bay Packers took out the Detroit Lions 42-21. Green Bay 2-0 again, starting the Mm -hmm. season out. No surprise there. Aaron Rodgers, 18 for 30 with 240 yards and two touchdowns. Aaron Jones doing work. 18 carries, 168 yards yeah, and two was, touchdowns, bro. He was shredding. He was he was going crazy. He had a field day against them, against the Lions. But then yet again, you know, Pat, Matt Patricia got the job, right? Fat just Patricia. So yeah, just let me give, give you a note. Matt Patricia got the job in Detroit, right? Um, he was the defensive coordinator for the for the Patriots team, and so they're like, "Oh, the Patriots defense is so great. Let's hire Matt Patricia." In the process, they got rid of Jim Caldwell, who, by the way, is a black coach. Who, by Jim, the way, also yeah. coached in the Super Bowl. And Jim Caldwell, before Matt Patricia got there, won nine games. I'm sure Matt Patricia hasn't even won nine games yet since he's been there. Um, I don't get it. I don't understand it. But, you know, uh, I'm watching them, and they should I don't even know what Jim Caldwell did to get fired, you know, and them having to go get Matt Patricia. He's living off that success with the Patriots, and to be honest, I mean, the defense was better once he left in New England. So um, they, need to, they need to just take a look in the mirror. Matthew Stafford finished the game 20 for 33, 244 yards, 
two touchdowns and a pick. Adrian Peterson, for some odd reason, all of a sudden is the starting running back. Seven carries for 41 yards, including a 25-yard 25, 25 uh, rush. With the, the rushing committee, though, with Detroit, man, only one touchdown amongst four different running backs for that team. They got to get out of their own way. Fumbling, fumbling out of the starting block. They're last in the NFC North with no signs of letting up for the schedule. Yeah, they're not good. I don't even care. They're not good. Jacksonville Jaguars, they go down to the Tennessee Titans. Ryan Tannehill coming up back from the dead out of nowhere, bro. Finished the game with 18 for 24 and four touchdowns. Derrick Henry, 25 carries, 84 yards. For the Jaguars, it kind of came down to the very end. A lot of promise out of a lot of promise out of Gardner Minshew. 30 for 46, including three touchdowns and two interceptions, trying to make something happen. Uh, Robinson, 18 carries for 102 yards and a touchdown. Tennessee is a good team, man. Um, remember where they were at last year? No, it's not even surprisingly. They just picked off of where they picked up from where they left off last year. Uh, Last year, they gave the Patriots all they could handle in the playoffs, uh, and the Patriots got a, got a, got by. But you got to give them credit; they they stay true to who they are. Uh, they pound the rock with uh, with Henry, and Ryan Tannehill makes smart decisions. Uh, I'm not surprised by them being two and zero. I think they're just building off the success of last year and knowing that they do belong. Um, once that team got rid of Mariota calling the signals at quarterback, it seemed like they really were able to take off and they found themselves an identity. So uh, a shout-out to them. Man, pulling back up uh, to the NFC North, the Vikings, they lose to the Indianapolis Colts 28-11. to Something is just not right with the Minnesota Vikings. They just re-signed Dalvin Cook, got that extension. And mm-hmm. outside of that, there hasn't been really much good news at all. Kirk Cousins, 11 for 26, only 113 yards with three interceptions. Dalvin Cook, aforementioned, 14 carries, 63 yards, and a touchdown. Man, Jordan Jefferson is not giving them much. Adam Thielen, only 31 yards. It's not looking good for them. Looking lovely for the Colts, though. They split the season so far, one one and one on the season. Phillip Rivers, 19 for 25, 214 yards, a pick and an interception. Jonathan Taylor, 26, carries for 101 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, um, the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, uh, is either very good or very bad with him. They did the same thing with him last year. Um, you got to remember, uh, they do not. They're without a wide receiver. Just forgot his name. Stephon. I don't Diggs. know why I'm blanking right now. Stephon Diggs. They they lose him. Stephon Diggs is not a slouch. He's not a bum. Adam Thielen was able to eat because of the attention that Stephon Diggs, you know, creates. He's not there anymore. And so now, you know, with Cousins, I I don't (laughs) – you give him a lot of money to be a franchise quarterback. I have never seen him in that light. He's – I like him, but he's too up and down. You like Um, that. It's like they have to – yeah, they have to. It's like they have to threaten him, or people have to get mad at him before he starts playing well. And so, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, the Minnesota was picked to be, you know, fighting for that NFC North crown. 
it's still it's still early. It's still very very early. So we're gonna get to the Kings uh, we'll of the North in there. a minute. I'm gonna speed through these scores so we can catch mm-hmm. up. Talked yeah, about sure. Stephon Diggs. His Buffalo Bills took out the Miami Dolphins, 31 to 28. 49ers snake bitten 49ers. They still win despite all the injuries. They defeat the New York Jets, 31 to 13. They lose mm-hmm. Joey Bosa. They lose for the year, Ray right? Monster. Man, Bosa's yeah, gone for the year. Uh, a torn ACL. Debo Samuel's down. Jimmy G took an injury. It's getting crazy over there in San Francisco, man. Yeah, they played in that new stadium. Um, uh, they, I want to say, what stadium was there? They and they put down a new. Uh, They're over in MetLife. Uh, yeah, yeah. The story came yeah, they out put that today. Tur- that the yeah, they put that new turf down. Yeah, they investigating mm-hmm, for a new turf. And they put guess they play there this week again against the Giants. So, yeah, good luck to them. I hope they get that situation figured out. L.A. Rams take out the Philadelphia the Philadelphia Eagles, 37-19. Monster game from the Rams. The Broncos, they go down to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are starting to look true to form from some seasons past. The Steelers take out the Broncos, 26-21. Tom Brady gets his first win as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. They defeat the Panthers, 31-17. Arizona Cardinals yep. over the Washington football team, thirty to fifteen. It never, it's never not funny seeing <laughs> the Washington football team. Big trust, Lamar Jackson. They take out the Houston Texans, thirty-three to sixteen. And in the night game, Russell Wilson, dangerous Wilson, dangerous Russell Wilson takes out the New England Patriots. The new look New England Patriots with Cam Newton. On a last-second defensive stop, they sacked Cam Newton. They finished the game beating the Patriots 35-30. to 30. Now. Yes, sir. The big Before three. You get there. I know, but the big three. Yeah. Man, first and foremost, let's talk about the Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys coming back from down probably 20, <laughs> almost 30 points, bro. Yeah, down 20, man. They were down 20 to zero. Uh, yeah. You, I don't get it. Atlanta, I don't know what they like about blowing 20-plus point leads. Uh, they just, it seems like they have a knack for doing it, man. <laughs> I watched that game, and that game was, it was crazy. It was crazy to watch that comeback. Uh, shout out to Dallas. A lot of resolve, man. A lot of resolve. Mike McCarthy gets his first win. Cowboys. And, you know, Dak looked good. Dak looked good. Amari Cooper looked good. Uh that offense was rolling. That offense was rolling. Now, give the Cowboys all the credit in the world. They won that game. But I want to talk about a specific play that had me scratching my head. Mm. The onside kick. Did you see that? I did. Go ahead. You got it, though, President. <laughs> so Dallas onside kicks the ball. And if you know anything about an onside kick, the for the opposing team, the team that's kicking, to be able to recover that, the ball has to go at least 10 yards, meaning that they have to wait for the ball to go 10 yards. But if you're the receiving team, you can pick it up before 10 yards. And then other so players Dallas dead kick- after that. Oh, my God. Dallas kicks this ball, and this ball is rolling. It's rolling three yards. It's rolling five yards. And there's an Atlanta Falcons guy. It was like they're surrounding that ball at around five yards. They're looking at it. I'm like, pick it up. Six yards, seven yards. <laughs> <laughs> All the way to 10 yards. They watched the ball just roll 10 yards like they were supposed to wait. And Dallas picks it up. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I knew that was the game there. But 
I don't I don't know if that's a lack of attention to detail. You practice this drill all the time. How do you all of you guys? How do the, the whole team have a brain fart in that moment? Um, you got to look at coaching. Uh, you know, Dan Quinn, they, they got to take a look at it. They got to see what's going on there. Um, and he's I, supposed to be a defensive know. coach. How do you let the Cowboys hang 40 points on you and you're a defensive coach? I mean, Dallas played well, man. Dallas played well. And you're right. You're right. Uh, Atlanta should be able to hold leads. Um, but it's just something that they're accustomed to. It's something that they like doing. They like blowing leads. Uh, you have to give credit. You have to give credit where credit is due, though. Uh, it was more about Dallas, in my opinion. Watching that game, it was more about Dallas and how they didn't give up. Um, because Atlanta was putting up points, too. Atlanta was putting up points. They were trying to, you know, they were up as much as 13 with like four minutes left. So I, I give them credit. They were, they were, you know, putting up points, making sure that they kept their defense, but the deep, uh, I mean, kept their distance, but the defense let them down. So I would give a lot of credit to Dallas. I checked this game out. Um, Flip turned it off after I thought it was a public beating. Um, got more interested into the next game we're going to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs they they squeak out a victory I don't know what took them so long but they end up taking down the LA Chargers 23 to 20 but the bigger yeah. story lies not in the game but outside the game right. Mo what go ahead and tell the folks what's going on bro well this game was uh, you know a good game but it was every like you said something outside of the game uh, Chargers quarterback Tyrod Taylor. Um, if you were watching, you saw that he didn't start. We, I was watching the game with my guys like, where's Tyrod? Like, you know, because Justin Herbert was in the game. That right. was the rookie that just picked up um, this year in the draft from Oregon. And we're like, where's Tyrod? No, I didn't know. Nobody heard nothing. Just knew that minutes before the game, he wasn't going to play. Um, well, it came out. And this is part of the story. Uh, a Los Angeles Chargers team doctor accidentally punctured quarterback Tyrod Taylor Lung just before kickoff Sunday. Clown. Trying to administer a pain-killing injection to the quarterback's cracked ribs. Clown. Coach Anthony Lynn told ESPN's Shelly Smith on Wednesday. That's why Tyler did not start Sunday and rookie quarterback Justin Herbert unexpectedly did against the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs in an arrangement that Lynn said will continue Sunday against the Carolina Panthers. Taylor's injury is not career-threatening, Lynn said, adding that the doctor just made a mistake. It happens, <laughs> Lynn told Smith. Tyrod's not angry, not upset. Lynn strongly backed Taylor on Sunday night and again this week. Many coaches believe no player should lose his job due to an injury, especially one that accidentally came at the hands of a team doctor. The Chargers previously said... Taylor suffered complications from an injection. The NFL Players Association is investigating the medical mishap, according to NFL PA assistant, executive director of external affairs, George Atala. Yeah, that does not sound good. Clown. It sounds painful. It sounds painful, actually. Um, first and foremost, I hope Tyrod Taylor is doing well. I hope that there's no serious complications that comes from this. Yeah, I don't Chris know how you... I don't under, I'm not like a doctor. I don't know how med, uh, painkiller injections are given out, but to get a punctured lung in the process just seems very, very painful. Um, <laughs> I hope that, you know, they figure out what happened so it doesn't happen again. Um, but to a bigger fact, I hope that he doesn't lose his job because of it. I do know that they, you know, they drafted Justin Herbert to eventually one day start. Um, he did play very well too. 
He took Kansas City to overtime. So uh, you got to give him credit for that. But I just hope that it doesn't end in a situation in, in which Tyrod doesn't at least get to start and keep his role because it wasn't his fault why he, you know, had to sit down. Well, Justin Herbert was drafted to kind of be the incumbent, be the franchise quarterback. He's getting a, uh, a head start on that thanks to the team doctor. Yeah. I'm not a conspiracy theorist on this, but everybody knows me. If you've listened to this show 20 episodes in, you know that where there's smoke, there's fire. There might be a Justin Herbert uh, fan in that team. Doctor, I don't think that uh, this <laughs> situation is over soon. with. <laughs> I think, without a doubt, the new fragrance that Tyrod Taylor should be wearing is Lawsuit. Um, any week that I'm out, any any second that I'm out, and it's not uh, of my doing, if it's because someone else sabotaged me, someone administered the wrong treatment, Bro, I'm losing money. I'm losing game checks. I'm losing exposure for anything that may be coming down the pipe. So, with Absolutely. that being said, I would call for that doctor to be suspended, if not fired, and reevaluated because you don't just make mistakes like that. There are millions of dollars on the line. And when you're trying to mm-hmm. administer treatment and it's just talked about as you quote unquote made a mistake, mm, I'm not really buying it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, accountability has to be, you know, had in this situation because, yes, it's Tyrod Taylor. And so now it's making the news headlines. But let's just say, for instance, it was a Tom Brady. It would be everywhere. Oh, for It'd sure. Be everywhere. Oh, for sure. This doctor would probably be fired and be taking it to the extreme extent. So I hope that this gets the same type of attention. I'm pretty sure the NFLPA will do so and fight on behalf of Tyrod and make sure that everything is cool going forward. I just hope that he doesn't, you know, lose his job because Justin Herbert is playing well. I, I mean, it, if it happens, it happens, but you don't want it to happen because of something that he couldn't control. For sure. Who up the man? Who up the-, the Monday Night Football Week 2. The Las Vegas Raiders, yes, that sounds weird saying, too. They take down the New Orleans Saints 34-24. to 24. Derek Carr yeah, led the way. Yeah, man. I was in the building yeah, at Legion Stadium, a.k.a. the Death Star out in Vegas. It looked it's amazing. amazing. It's an amazing stadium. Can't wait to see fans inside cheering on the Raiders. They got the Pro Bowl going out there in 2020 as well. Real weird feeling okay. being in the building and not having fans, like, you could be in the 400 level and you could hear the whistle yeah. and the calls on the field. You could hear like the, the you could really hear like the players going back and forth. It was different, bro. It's like, it's just a surreal experience. But nonetheless, man, the Raiders take down the Saints. Derek Carr led the way 28 for 38, 284 yards and three touchdowns. He actually made a signature. He, he rolled out uh, somewhere in the stadium about their first victory. So leaving a bit of a fingerprint, uh, Josh Jacobs, who was a beast, Bees, 27 carries, 88 yards. The Raiders did their thing, man, despite Drew Brees' efforts. 26 for 38, 312 yards, a a touchdown and a pick. Alvin Kamara, 13 carries, 79 yards and two touchdowns. Kamara also led the team in receiving with nine receptions for 95 yards. Different, different outlook for both teams. You were not, you weren't expecting yeah. the Vegas Raiders to be two and zero. You weren't expecting the the New Orleans Saints to be one and one starting the season. Uh, very telling, very telling. Um, this game uh, was a good game. It uh, shout out to the Raiders, handle business. I am. Let me start with. Let me start with the Saints first and foremost. So, I said earlier. Um, 
when before we previewed the season that quarterbacks like Tom Brady and Drew Brees, as much as they got their pedigree, you can't say anything bad about them. They're stamped. They both won Super Bowls. They both, you know, they've set passing records. They're going to go down. They're going to first ballot Hall of Famers without a doubt. Um, but we're now starting to see the changing of the guard at the quarterback yeah, position. Yeah, they on the way out. Gotta have a little, you gotta have a little bit more than just being able to sit in the pocket and throw. Um, you you gotta be a little bit dynamic. And I watching that game, you can see that Drew was just being a game manager. He's still in that game manager. It's same thing. Him and Tom Brady look just alike right now. Um, he was missing his safety blanket, which was Michael Thomas. He didn't play. And that's why I said it was telling that Alvin Kamara led the lead, uh, led their team in receptions with nine. Uh, you know, a quarterback like him that sits in a pocket, he's looking for his favorite receiver. He's had that security blanket. I think Michael Thomas had 147 catches last year. Right. Ridiculous number. Um, so when you miss somebody like that, um, I can't fault them for losing the game the way that they did. He just didn't have a security blanket. Uh, maybe would have been different if he was there. Uh, but let's go to the Raiders. They look good this year, man. Yeah, uh, damn good, bro. They look good. Uh, Darren Waller, tight end. Uh, what, 12 receptions, the most receptions for a tight end on Monday Night Football in history. So shout out to him. He he has worked his way back into the NFL after dealing with, you know, personal issues, dealing with addictions. And, you know, the Raiders took a chance on him. If you watch Hard Knocks, you saw that. And he is they, it's working out for him. So shout out to him. Um, I, in our special, I said that my dark horse, one of my dark horse uh, MVPs was Derek Carr. It was just because of this situation right here. They're now in Las Vegas. They're now comfortable. They have a home. They're not dealing with the AB saga anymore. Their team is set in stone. They know who they have. They're not trying to figure out things on the fly. Um, John Gruden making good coaching decisions, um, going forward. Um, at the end of that game, instead of punting it on fourth down, he went for a 53-yard field goal. Um, that was a good call. Some call a lot of coaches wouldn't make that call. That's why he gets paid the big bucks. That's why he got that 10-year deal for 100 million. So um, shout out to the Vegas Raiders. They look they look really good right now, man. They, they're gaining some momentum. You got your credit card. What? You got your wallet. I think I do. You got your party hat. You got your oh, jewelry. Yeah. I know what time it is. You got your stuff. <laughs> you got your guest list. You got your bottles. We only got I'm one more there, game bro. to cover. Y'all know what we no taking voice. it to. We on the That's way to Club no Dub, baby. Voice, Let's do bro. it. Yeah, man. Hey, Bears handled their business on Sunday, man. Damn right. They had. They handled their business. They gave me a little bit more of a... They gave me a scare, too, dog. They gave me a scare, but, you know, we we did what we supposed to do. And we 2-0, and I, and I love it, and I'm, and I'm loving it. The yeah. monsters of the midway, the Chicago Bears, took out the New York Giants 17-13 in the Soldiers Field home opener. They weren't too happy with another close win. It was real ugly, but we got out of there, squeaked out of there. Little questionable calls here and there, but, you know, we deserve it. You feel me? Like we got to play better in the second half, man. Them two yeah. picks in the second half. He can't have that. Come on, dog. They got to play better than that. The Bears is who we thought they were. <laughs> Quick point of note, prayers up to Saquon Barkley. Season ending injury, ACL. Uh, one of the more dynamic players in this league. One of the guys that's box office who we 
tune in for each and every week. Hold it down. Keep your head up, man. Um, we're going to be looking for you next That's season. That's a big blow. A yeah, big he's blow. one of the stars of the league. Daniel Jones finished the game 25 of 40, 241 yards and a pick. Before leaving because of his injury, Saquon Barkley only had four carries for 28 yards. Um, he went down pretty hard. You kind of knew it was serious when it happened. A lot of injuries going down this week. We already talked about the 49ers, but... Yeah. Again, prayers up to him. Keep your head up. Come back bigger and better than ever. But let's talk about Absolutely. the winners, the monsters of the midway. Mitch Trubisky, 18 for 28, two touchdowns, two interceptions. We got to clean that up. David Montgomery, a beast. 18 carries, yeah. 16 carries for 82 yards. He also led the lead. He also led the team with receiving uh, three receptions for 45 yards and a touchdown. Allen Robinson, the best receiver in the NFC North. Talk your shit. Yeah, man. Lackluster <laughs> game. Three three catches for 33 yards. We got to pick that up, especially going into the game next week. We got the Falcons, uh, who just got their ass handed to them by the Cowboys. But I expect him to have a big game next week. Yeah, man. Uh, a very important stretch. Name off the next five games for the Bears. Man, let's talk got about the Fal- it. Got the Falcons, Colts. Buccaneers, Panthers, and the Rams. Nasty. Out of all of those games, really the only one that I could say they have they are the favorites are favorites in are the the Panthers. Every other opponent is going to be tough, and I mean this is going to be a critical time right here. These next five games will predict whether the Bears will be fighting for a playoff spot or worried about next year. So uh, you know, play calling was a little bit better this week with uh, Mitch Trubisky. Um, they're taking the reins off a little bit. You can see them pushing the ball downfield a little bit more. He's, you know, gaining a little bit of synergy with Jimmy Graham. I could see that there. Uh, you know, I can't really complain too much in 2-0. You're beating the teams that you're supposed to beat. Now you got to win the games where, you know, you're not picked to win. So that's where, that's where they're at right now. I need to see more from Anthony Miller. Jimmy Graham got to earn that money kind of put his reputation back on a positive path. The defense can't always do it, bro. The defense can't always play offense yes, they and can. defense. They can't be mom and dad. You feel me? Yes, they yes they can. They doing it. They doing it. Look, let me tell you, I'm rocking with the defense until the offense showed me something. Until then, the defense is going to have to be like that. You know, offense came you And like I said, I said the same thing. It got to be fair. I said the same thing about the Browns. When they went against the Bengals, I don't know if they just look good because, you know, they're getting it together or they just look good against a bad team. Um, even against a bad team like the Giants, if it wasn't for a uh, lucky, lucky tip pass that ended up in Bobby Massey's, the offensive lineman's hands on a fourth and one to keep a drive going, um, you know, in a goal line stand at the end of a game, we could be talking about the Bears being one and one. And if that guy catches the ball against Detroit, they should be 0-2 right now. So uh, you take them, take your blessings as they come, but you know you got to be better. All right, so shout out to the Bears on that, man. Um, hoping that we can go 3-0 this week against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, getting into the next topic, before we get to the next topic, man, uh, we cannot continue without saying R.I.P., to NFL great and Hall of Fame running back Gail Sayers, man. Yeah, man. Uh, Bears great. Uh, Gail Sayers passed away at 70, uh, 77 years of age today. Um, I want to go ahead and just read off this statement um, that came from CNN. 
Jason Kurtz. NFL legend Gail Sayers has died at the age of 77. Widely regarded as one of the greatest running backs to ever carry a football, the former Chicago Bear was inducted into the Pro Hope Football Hall of Fame in 1977. The NFL family lost a true friend today with the passing of Gail Sayers. Gail was one of the finest men in NFL history and one of the game's most exciting players, said NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell in a statement Wednesday. Gail was an electrifying and elusive runner who thrilled fans every time he touched the ball, added Goodell, noting that we will also forever remember Gail for his inspiration and kindness. You know, uh, shout out to Gail Sayers, man. Um, one of, I mean, a Bears great, an NFL legend. People don't know at 34, he was became the youngest player ever to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. He had a seven-year career, and it was cut short by injuries to both of his knees. But in that seven years, uh, he led the league in rushing twice, and he had first five, um, he had five first-team All-Pro um, selections. So, you know, in his short time in the league, he was able to make an impact. He was a great. Um, he was an actor. He did a uh, movie called Brian Song. I don't know if you've seen that, Chris. Yeah, in I saw which it. he would, yeah, which he was. Uh, he did really well in that in that movie. Uh, but you know, when you think of the Bears and you think of the franchise, um, you think of you know Dick Buckus. You think of Mike Dicker. You think of Walter Payton, and then you also think of Gale Sayers. So uh, you know, rest in peace to the goat, man. Rest in peace to a great legend, a great man. I want to read a quote from Mike North, a legend in the Chicago sports scene. He recalled, he said, at a Hooters in Lansing having lunch before a show one day, Gail Sayers asked him, he said, if you can pick one game, me or Walter Payton? Mike said, I stared him down and I said, if I need a great season, I'm picking Walter. But if I have one game that I have to win for my life, I'm picking you. Gail Sayers mm -hmm. looked at him and said, I'll take it as the truth. He also noted, he said, man, at the end of the day, I don't care if I'm remembered as the man who scored six touchdowns in one game. I want to be remembered as a winner in life. So a true humanitarian, a true uh, great in the game of football, he will be sorely missed. Soldier's Field was built on uh, on the shoulders of Gail Sayers, man. So rest Absolutely. in peace to him. Rest in peace, Legend. Uh. On a, on a positive note, before we get off into the sneakers, man, Coach Prime, big dog. Let's go, man. Deion Let's Sanders go, Prime Time. officially signed the papers. Let's go. The brand new head coach of Jackson State University, man. HBCUs are on the rise, so don't sleep on them. Uh, quick point of note, the coaching staff for Coach Prime, for Coach Sanders, he filled out. Hall of Famer Terrell Owens has signed on to be the wide receivers coach. Hall of Famer Warren okay. Sapp has also signed on to be the defensive coordinator for Jackson State. So salute okay. to the movement. Shout out to Coach Prime. Yo, this is, let's not understate this. This is a major move. Deion Sanders, not one of the best, not one of the best cornerbacks of all time. One of the best football players. One of the best football minds of all time. To this day! So, saying like, look, I want to be a head coach, but I'm going to do it at an HBCU. My way. That is, I mean, dude, the implications of that is just huge, man. It's just huge. Um, first, the, the main one is recruiting. Already, top recruits are leaving. 
Um, I think I just saw a top recruit from, ah, I forgot the school. I'm blanking. I don't think it was Alabama, but it was an SEC school already leaving to go to Jackson State. And the dominoes are going to keep falling with that, especially in football. You can get them to come. Um, a lot of these, you know, these younger guys, they want to be coached by somebody they can relate to. Somebody who's going to know the struggles that they've been through, um, maybe that they got going on at home or the pressures of making it to the next, you know, to the big leagues, to the NFL. And who better than primetime uh, to to kind of help you navigate through that? He's going to be more than a coach. He's going to be like a mentor, a father figure of some Straight of these guys because they looked up to him. So uh, that's going to change the game. I'm not going to say it's going to change it completely, but him being there, starts to change man him doing that these five-star recruits in basketball this um you know considering hbcus it's just going to start that effect and it's going to keep rolling in man and, and to see some of these like these programs these hbcu programs get this money is going to be you know well deserved as well too because why why should all the other colleges why should the power five conferences only have the money let's spread them to the hbcus as well so um amazing hire amazing person Amazing personality, and I expect big things from him over at Jackson State. Man, impact, impact, impact. I can't wait to see what goes on with Jackson State. You think uh, they're going to have a little murder? They're going to come out to a uh, little murder joint <laughs> down in Jackson, Mississippi. You think they're going to celebrate the wins over at the pink? Let me t- let me tell you, man. <laughs> Whatever they – let me tell you, Jackson State band is, is going to be on fire, you know, whenever they get a chance to get back out there on that field and perform. I think that that is going to be like the must-see ticket, you know, when Dion and his team come into town. Yeah, uh, I'm glad. I'm, I'm happy to see it. I'm happy to see that. And you know he got the swag. Dion got all the swag at his age still. Got all the swag. Don't be surprised if he out there swagged up as a coach on the field, man. I, I love it. I love to see it. We appreciate y'all checking out the BAMs each and every week. Make sure y'all hit us up in the mailbag, the Hitman Podcast at gmail.com. Make sure y'all check us out on Instagram at labeled and known at M-O underscore S-A-L-1 at the Hitman Podcast. Y'all can check out what we got going on each and every week. I got a surprise for you this time, big dog. Since you the president, presidential candidate Mo Biden for the week, I got a special Mm -hmm. guest signing on to the show. I hope that's all right part of your cabinet for this week man it's cool man let him in let him in i'm, I'm sorry i want to know who this is i'm gonna bring in my homegirl simone not your average jane on instagram she's a sneaker savant you know it's the, my okay. favorite part of the show simone what's the deal how you feeling what's good what's good what's good what's good what's good y'all how are y'all man better than Love i deserve you. appreciate you coming on i appreciate you guys having me President Biden, you good? You ready to rock, bro? Oh, man, I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to get into the shoe segment for sure. I'm ready to see what y'all, what he jotted. Y'all done caught me by surprise. Let's talk about it. Let's get to it. Let's go. Let's do it. What you caught last week, bro? What's up? Man, I didn't cop anything last week. Come on, fam. I did not. Okay, okay. So I noticed the shoe sneaker segment, but I'm gonna tell you about some 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 stuff I cop. I was you know people was like mocking me on the internet, giving me these jokes and all of that. So I gotta explain myself. All yeah. Right? So, <laughs> let yeah, me explain yeah, myself. Let's man. Let me explain myself. I 
went out of town to kick it with some friends for, you know, a bachelor <laughs> party, okay? Was, uh. Now, what happened was nobody informed me, nobody informed me that we was going paintballing. You know, now, I'm going out of town. I'm not bringing no beaters with me. I'm bringing all my fresh clothes, my fresh sneakers. You know, that, that's how I'm coming. You know, that's just what I'm doing. So they're like, oh, we going paintballing. I have nothing. I have nothing at all. So I go to the nearest store to find clothes. Because if you know, if you go paintballing, your clothes are going to get messed up. You can't wear them anymore. So I went to the nearest store, which was a Ross. I grabbed me a pair of sweats. I grabbed me a pair of shoes. I grabbed me a shirt. I do not know what they were. I just grabbed it. I grabbed the first thing I could see. <laughs> I put it on. And as soon as I started to put this stuff on, I realized like this is not going to go wow. anywhere. Wow. Uh, unknowingly, my friend started taking IG videos of me walking around in this gear. Allegedly. You see, you know, he's a politician. for president. I look like a bum. But you know what I'm saying? That was that was those were my only cops. Those were my only cops this this past week, man. I, I kind of took it easy after that. Shout out to all y'all that brought the joke. Uh, when somebody somebody got in my DM and told me to pull my shoes up, I thought that was funny. I thought that was funny, but you know, y'all kept me on. Get pictures of you afterwards, right? Well, you know what? After that, after people told me to pull my shoes up, I had to kind of show the story because everything's funny when you don't got the backstory. So once people saw that I was paintballing, I think they kind of let me pass. On it. Let you have you a little mercy. Yeah, but you know, I got fire picks in the stash that I could just release at any time because I was fresh outside of that. But yeah, we're gonna let the, we'll let the joke live. I'm gonna let y'all get to the sneakers though because Man. I do see. Hold on. I hope y'all talk about the sneaker that I do want to cop at all. Like, I just want to cop at all costs this week. But go ahead. I'm going to let y'all go into it. Well, let's not waste no time. Again, sorry for the wait. Sorry for the late start. As of today, September 23rd, the Nike Dunk High Maze in Blue. They was up and they was out. 120 bones, but you had to be lucky to catch them. Simone, how we do? Uh, we took a major, major L, and I'm damn, still sad. Damn. I'm still sad. I don't know what it is. I just feel like all this hype around dunks is just making it so hard to get. And I remember, you know, certain dunks used to sit back in the day. This is a fact. I, I don't know when that hype kind of picked up. It's been It's been over the last year for sure, at least. For uh, sure. But, yeah, but every dunk release now is a must cop, and they only going, they they only sitting around for less than a minute, especially if you're going on sneakers. Get that out. Man, I didn't cop them either. I don't, I don't know what to say about the dunks are the hottest things in the streets right now. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a, I'm a Mike head at heart, but uh, the and Blue joints, they was clean, but they was only clean for a second, so they was about it up. Gotta yeah. try your luck tomorrow, though. September 24th, we are Wang Pack. It's a collaboration. Yes, yes. Big Nike Pack. Super I'm impact. excited about this pack. Oh, yeah. They got I'm definitely the... excited about this. Mm, let me check this out. Right on, right on. They got the Blazer coming in at 110 bucks. The Air Force One is at 100 and the Air Max 90 is at 130 bucks. Simone, which one are you looking to cop? Or are you trying to get all three? Uh, I don't think I'm going to get all three. I'm definitely looking at the Air Force One. But honestly, looking at this pack, this is not even a shoe I would rock 
personally. This is right. just a shoe that I would sit. It's like a trophy piece. Yeah. It's, it's literally. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's literally like a work of art. And um, she's such a dope artist. Like such a dope artist. She gives me like graffiti. Just. I love it. I love everything about it. Yeah. This, uh, How you guys feel blazers, about it? The blazers are, are nice. I love I love the design on that blazer shoe. I think that it had the most canvas to work with out of all the shoes so it looks like it's got the to me the best design um but you can't go wrong with either any one of these and i, I feel your same sentiments simone i probably wouldn't wear these out maybe one time as a with a funky fit or something yeah i'm gonna let y'all have I, it i'm gonna let y'all have it i'm gonna say the best for last i want to get this one in don't forget saturday september 26th the air jordan 13 lucky green edition uh, it's a little bit different than the Ray Allen exclusive uh, right. coming in at $190. It's still sleek. It's still cool. I love 13s. I don't think this is a cop for me. I really don't like the black underneath, but beyond that, it's decent. It's going to be on the sneakers out. Get your ass up. Make sure you have your credit card together. Yeah, sir. Yeah. That's, that's I nice think I'm going to pass on these two. Yeah. I, they, on once, you see the Ray, once you see the Ray Allen... Uh, play edition 13s and you see these and you like ah uh, yeah, it's hard to go back yeah it's kind of hard to, once you I got that image imprinted in my brain so I'm like yeah these are cool though yeah cool little shit. I'm not even gonna stunt though I think I like the green on the, the general release more so than the Ray Allen PEs yeah, yeah this green this green is kind of go ahead my fault no I'm just saying it, it pops a little bit more to me I feel like the ones on the Ray Allen is a little bit more like a duller green to me. Yeah, um, I yeah, feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is more like that 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 true Celtics. You know what I'm saying? That that true Celtics green. So if you're a Celtics fan, this Definitely. is it. The game's getting It'll underway right now. Who, who you got in the game? You got the Heat or you got the Celtics, Simone? Uh, honestly, I if I had to pick, you have. I'll probably pick. go with the Heat. I'll go That's a good answer because the Heat are up right now 31 to 28 in the second quarter. Real defensive game. So that was a real good yes. pick. I, I, I rock with that pick. I like that pick. It's not how, Especially because it was my pick you too, you feel me? <laughs> it's not how you start, it's how you finish. You know? <laughs> yeah, man. But Simone, you but, I, I, I didn't get a chance to list the one. I say the best for last. I know you got your eyes on something exclusive. Give the people what they want. Let them know Ooh, what they should be checking Simone, out. Let me let me see let me see if Simone gonna say the same thing I was gonna say. Like, so are you guys looking at these Kobe Potros? The ones that drop okay. on the twenty fifth. Okay. The PJ Tucker. Shoe guy, shoe guy, nice. shoe guy. I just saw those. I just took yeah, a look at those. Are, these is heat. I like the color on these. I feel like these definitely fit uh PJ Tucker personality. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. As far as like the, the bright shoelaces and now nah, I think these are dope. Yeah, I man, with definitely show. I like the pro trolls a lot. Shout out to PJ Tucker. He play exclusive. Uh, he should have been had a shoe deal in my opinion because his impact is not just about the NBA, but his impact on the sneaker community is, is infectious. It's incredible. So salute to PJ for getting this exclusive. Um, this one is also going to be available limited, but it's going to be on the sneakers app as well. For a draw. Yeah, I raffles. I seen bait. I seen, I seen, uh, I seen, uh, in clothing had a raffle, but it's going to be real slight. So y'all got to make sure y'all on top of it. Good luck, guys. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm going to check I'm back in next week. It's like, yeah, so how did everybody do? 
Because I didn't try it. Uh, which one was you looking at, bro? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Say. No, oh. I was just saying I was I was looking forward to the unions dropping on uh, Sneakers app. They were supposed to drop on the 29th, but they got pushed back to right, the, right, to the right, 16th. Right. So, how y'all feel about those? Because, you know, it was a lot of different mixed views, mixed mm-hmm. opinions about the union force. Mm-hmm. Um, first, at first glance, I was like, this is too mm-hmm. much. Um, I didn't like the color schemes. And then after a while, you start looking like, I can get these off. <laughs> if I get my hands on these, I can get these off. I can get these off with a fit. I don't know. Like, I think that if you can't just put these shoes on with anything, um, but I'm not mad at it. I'm not, I don't like the way the tongue looks though. I do not like the way the tongue looks on those unions, on our union Jordans. I don't know. They look like they didn't take the time with those. So I'm gonna disagree. I, I don't like the Guava 4. Uh, I love the black one. Um, the black so one is. It's a really one. funky look. I like the fact that you can take the stitching out of the tongue and extend mm-hmm. it. So that makes it look dope. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, yeah, more, I don't like it when the tongue is flipped down, but when you unstitch yeah. it, I love it when it's flipped up. As far as the guava goes, I really like the sail for the, the off-white one over the guava. Um, I think that's a much cleaner one. I think I, I actually really like that shoe, the sail for okay. that they did. Um, I love that shoe. That is an L that I'm still bitter. You didn't cop? You didn't catch them? I did not. I did not. I see. I told you I don't get every shoe, but you doing it manually. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's hard out here. I feel you. I feel you. What's one of the ones that you got in your in your stash right now that that ain't like your grills? You absolutely can't touch them unless it's like super duper special occasion. Ooh. Uh, let me see. Honestly, okay. So do y'all remember? And I think I actually only wore this shoe once and it was to a company party. But <clears throat> do you guys remember the uh, Jordan 1, the women exclusive? They called it the Panda or the Twist. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a pony hair. It was a take on. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were fire. I do remember those. I had to think about yes. it for a second. Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, the those. Pandas. Love those. The material on those, the, the the hair, the leather, it's everything about that shoe is just like perfect. And it's for mm-hmm. me, it's like a statement shoe. So, you know. And I noticed those prices uh creeped up. Uh-huh. Crazy. <laughs> you know how I go. <laughs> no, crazy though. That shoe, at least before this year, didn't wasn't doing that much. That shoe probably wasn't over three hundred dollars now, so at almost a thousand dollars. Yeah, them five. Yeah, Mo. Good luck to you this weekend, bro. I know you missed nah, out on look. that on that on that quick launch that last time, so they came back yeah. around. Yeah, bro. I only got my pair of my eyes on one pair of shoes this week. Um, the Bodega New Balance. Collab. Oh yes. Yeah, the nine nine seven S. Better days. Yes, better days. I want, I, yeah, those shoes are fire yo like i don't know the collab is just dope the collab is just dope i love the color i love everything all the details about the shoe um i think that's a must cop it's going it's going to be um going for sale at 10 a.m eastern time on the 25th on bodega's website so yep, 460 bucks yep 160 so hopefully i can catch that but 
that to me is the hottest release this week uh, and it, it's crazy there's just some new balances but if you know about the new balance game they always got a few players that are just straight heat and plus like i feel like this is what the the third one of the pack yeah yeah and the first two they killed and them yeah. numbers is, is up there and I, I i like bodega i do like what they do with their collabs with the sneaker companies i do have their uh their recent uh i don't, I don't know how, how everybody pronounces this brand but everybody pronounces but i i say Sacconi. Yeah, oh yeah Sacconi. yeah that's how yeah. That's what we call that's what we but out here they 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 pronounce it something totally different and they don't know what i'm talking about when i say Sacconi. so i just have to make sure we was all on the same page <laughs> yeah, Sacconis. That's what we call them, Sacconis. But yeah, these shoes are fire. They just give me, I mean, with us going into fall, they, these shoes give me a fall feel. So, something you can get around in and get flying in, for sure. Simone, so, we appreciate you checking in with us. Let a, let the people know where they can find you at. So, you guys can find me on Instagram at notyouraveragejane underscore. I am there. Uh, yeah, follow me. I follow go back. We and appreciate I appreciate you guys having me on. Appreciate, yeah, we appreciate you guys. You guys you doing your thing. Make sure you Anytime, come back. Simone. We want you on here as a continuous contributor. We love the sneaker rundown, and we can't have the sneaker rundown moving forward without the sneaker savant. Shout out to Simone, not your average <laughs> Jane on Instagram. We appreciate you, Miss Lady. Appreciate you. Appreciate shout out you. to y'all. Appreciate shout y'all. out to the. Shout out to the women sneakerheads too that know their stuff. I appreciate it. I'm much appreciate that in that for sure. Not holding it down on the ground too. I see y'all. Straight up and down. Make sure y'all check us out on the Instagram at the Hitman Podcast at labeled and known at M O underscore S A L one. Before we get into the game show, man, it's important. We got to let y'all know, man, We it was a real trash verdict that came out today. Uh, we would love to hear y'all thoughts about it. Again, we want to petition y'all. Let us know how we can help. Let us know how we can use our platform to affect change. We want to be agents of change at this point. If y'all got anything that's on y'all minds in regards to what's going on in our country, hit us up in the mailbag again, the hitmanpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure y'all go out and vote. Make sure y'all go out and vote. Make sure y'all go out and vote. Please register. Make sure y'all go out and vote. If you haven't registered to vote, make sure you register to vote. Double check, triple check. Ten times check, make sure that thing is accurate. There's a war going on mm-hmm. outside. No man is safe from. We got to get out here and affect change in a real way. Go out and vote. Let us know how we can help y'all. Let us know if we can get y'all resources. Let us know about resources that we don't know about so that we can share it with our audience. Let's make some change, man. Let's make, Let's make some, some change. change Cause the system ain't the system ain't made to protect us or to take care of us. So let's get people in there that's gonna make sure that that begins to to happen. That's all I can really say. Um, that's all I can say, bro. Yeah, man. You ready to get off into the game show? Let's do it, man. I got one for you. If you don't get this right, then I feel sorry for you. You might have to, you might have to boot me. You don't get this right, I feel chill. sorry for you. Yeah, I mean, dude, I'm not even going to play around with you. I'm going to go straight into the question, all right? <laughs> Let's do it. So last week, last week you had one. I thought it was pretty easy. I and, called here all weekend, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, you missed it. So felt bad, and I'm like, he should get this one. He should. So with no further ado, 
In 1990, this duo became the first father and son to hit back-to-back -back home runs in a Major League Baseball game. Who were they? Hints, hints, hints. They're black. Uh, hey, there you go. That's your lifeline. They're black. Shout out, shout out to out. the big homie. He was on all the smoke. He gave the story about it. Ken Griffey Sr., Ken Griffey Jr. Let's shout go, man. Shout out to the guy. Let's go. Shout out to the icon. Let's go, man. I almost thought you were going to say Barry Bonds. So I had to, I, I would, nah, if you said, I, I thought you were going to say that, I would have got like a week. Coach, one more yeah, time. Why you play the game, game, bro? You play oh, to man. win the game. Straight up and down. Hey, Yo. shout out Ken Griffey Jr. One of the best <laughs> baseball players I've ever seen. He was a lefty. I'm a lefty. That's uh, shout out to the lefties for sure. the sweetest thing I've ever seen. So, yeah, shout out to Ken Griffey Jr., man. One man, of the best let me ask you a question, bro. How you feel about them jacking his commercial? Clayton Kershaw doing the doing the going back for a catch. It's it's a complete ripoff of the old commercial yeah. when Ken Griffey Jr. I think it's paying homage. Ran across country and caught the mm -hmm. ball. I but think it's for it's a whole different homage. company. It's not even for Nike. It's for a whole different company. Like, yeah, um, I I saw it once and I didn't even think about it. So that that lets you know like how much I don't care about it. Like it, <laughs> they, you can try to you can try to recreate it, but it's never gonna be like Junior's. They're like. To this day, it's imprinted in my head that commercial. I haven't seen, and mind you, I haven't seen that commercial in years, bro. But I still remember that commercial when no he was going doubt. across the country to catch the ball. So that just lets you know how much of an impact. And anything that Ken Griffey Jr. did at that time, like as far as, and you got to think about it, as a baseball player, there's only been few baseball players that's in the black in that market who was able to be marketable and have signature shoes and, you know, have big time commercials. He fits the mold. Only ones I can think of is Derek Jeter and Barry Bonds. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's he's in rare air when you talk about you know our heroes and baseball players in, in our community that we look up to. Shout out, shout out, shout out! Before we get up out of here, shout outs. Who you got on deck? What's the word? Uh, shout out to you know, shout out to my boys um, that I got up with this weekend, man. Shout out to. You know, my boy Trey, my boy Danny, my boy Mal. Members uh, only. My boy E, you know, my boy Luke. Shout out to them, man. It was good being around uh, some good people just this weekend. You know, I've been in the house a lot, but uh, shout out to them. Had good conversations, good pickup on books to read and things like that. Um, it's just always good to have people that you can have life discussions with. Just not, you know, we talk about sports every day, right? We talk about things that are like, sometimes that don't mean nothing to us in our real in our personal lives that don't make us a dollar or you know um put food on our in our on our plates but it's always good to have those people to also be able to talk to when you just want to talk about life and i have a lot of those people in my circle so uh shout out to them shout out my boys e my boy t my boy kevo you know kelly um shout out to the guys man it was a good weekend Shout out to my brother Trav. He just made the leap. Oh, Left OKC. He went on out to Houston, Texas. <laughs> time be reporter for the Houston Rockets. Shout out to my brother Trav. Shout out to Trib. Again, you was out there in LA kicking it. 
with your flooded pants, with your, uh, I don't even know what the call them joints. You was looking like Prince Ali, 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 <laughs> Shout out to Trib, man, getting married, bro. Appreciate you, big dog. That was your fool, <laughs> We appreciate y'all checking in with us, man. Make sure y'all hit us up each and every week. Tap in. Episode 20 all the way, man. We got 20 more in us. What you think? You want to call the quiz now? Or you want to keep going? Let's keep going, bro. I was on the fence, but we can keep going, <laughs> <dog>. <laughs> We can keep going, man. I was contemplating, but you know, you know, we get the streets what they want. You never know what can come from this thing, man. People getting $100 million deals and stuff. So you never know. Let's just keep yeah, going. Let's see what yeah, yeah, man. And with that yes, being sir. said, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We got big things in the works. Big things Always. coming. Big things like why, man. Keep supporting us. Yeah, love man. man. With no further ado, man, we're going to get off into this Heat game, this Heat Celtics game. We're going to check back in with y'all next week. A little earlier, you know what I'm saying? We're going to make sure we do our thing, but appreciate y'all tapping in. We're going to get with y'all next week, man. Same bad time, same bad channel. We yes, up sir. out of here. Peace. Yes. What happened here was a miracle, and I want you to f***ing acknowledge it. All right, it was a miracle. Can we go now? Can we go now? Oh, a spectacular move by Michael Jordan. Kobe Bryant just sucked the gravity out of the target center. Oh!